The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Chapter 27 of Anime Made Me Do It. I am, we are your hosts. I am Tyler. I am Aaron. I almost flubbed that. Uh, <laughs> this was a, like, a, me and Aaron were talking about some stuff, which we're going to get into shortly. And Aaron's like, hit the record button. We just got to start recording this. Well, there's probably about three or four points where we could have hit record and have yeah. decent content. But <laughs> that's just how Ty and I are, you yeah. know? Um, Good week. It's a good week for anime people. Indeed. Some good news. Um, this week we're going to do, well, you're going to see by the title. Yeah. We're going back to our our podcast, air quotes around that, Roots. Mm-hmm. Today we are doing... A list. We're, make, we're back to our list. Cool. This week's everyone is going to be, everyone loves a good list, dude. So we're going to do our top, this started as... Our top five emotional moments, but then Ty and I kind of one of the most the strongest emotions is sadness. Sadness, yeah. you know. And like we decided, because Aaron made a point, like, is it sad moments or is it just emotional? Moments? See, I, uh, we started it with emotions, with emotional, and then I came in here with see, like, this. there's hype, and then there's this, and the, you know, what I mean, there's all different kinds. And we came so in here with a list, and we're like. Most mine are sad. <laughs> yeah, all mine are sad. But those have such a deep impact on you. And if you think of like the most impactful movies, it's like, like the Green Mile. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking sad fucking movie. Shawshank. Yeah. Shit like that. But like a lot of anime as a whole is centered around some kind of tragedy, kicking it off. Typically, yeah, That's absolutely. Like There's we t- we we've, we've talked about this. We've beat that horse to death. Yeah. Attack on Titan literally starts with Aaron's mom getting eaten. Demon Slayer I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Tanjiro's family, family getting, getting fucking eviscerated. Yeah. Um, I mean, Naruto. The base of Naruto is he's got this demon fox inside him that it got inside him because it killed his parents. Right, and then and they sealed it inside of him to give him the power. Dragon Ball. Goku loses control. Goes Ozaru. Kills his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that was on your list. <laughs> it's not. Um, a lot of shows start like that. Yeah. And Ty and I were talking about it, and anime as a medium just does such a great job evoking an array of emotions, Mm -hmm. particularly sad. And a lot of shows that we talk about being great have these phenomenal scores that just elevate all of these scenes. Where, like, you can have an okay scene, but if it has a great soundtrack to go behind it, it elevates it that much higher. Yeah. hundred percent. I think they do a great job at like demonstrating all the emotions, but they know how to evoke sadness or provoke sadness out of someone. Absolutely. And like you said, with the, with the score and with everything. And it seems like (laughs) if you ever look at like a sad scene of anime, 
It's like they put extra detail into like the sad scenes. Like it's almost easier to come up with a sad list than like any triumphant list. Yeah. I mean, we're, we'll eventually do something like that because like I had a I had a single rage moment on my list, and I was like. Which well, is also an emotion, which is, you know, yeah. which harkens anger, back to, yeah, rage. something happens to a character and they get mad about it. And then Dragon Ball loves to do that. Yeah. There's a lot of shows. And that, that'll be a topic for another show where we are going to, you wanted, where a character goes berserk. We're, yeah. that's You wanted to do that episode eventually. Which, I think that's a great topic. Which pretty much in, involves <laughs> a character raging and going berserk. So. Absolutely. So I took that out of my list and I... I threw like a something else that maybe kind of pulls on my heartstrings a little bit because it's like I don't want to say it's relatable, but but when I get there, I'll that's the other thing is that especially like for me with and I think I've I think I've said this on the show before, maybe not. When Aaron's mom dies, you you go to that place. Like, what would you do? Yeah. He's a child, and he watched his mom get eaten mm-hmm. by a fucking scary fucking giant lady. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it that sends you to a certain place. Because then you think about your own mom. Right. It's Or whoever your mother figure is. Right. Absolutely. But for now, let's get into the news. We have several stories today. Um, What do you want? We'll start with the YouTuber. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking... So- so Aaron and I have teased this a bunch. Um, eventually, we're going to start making YouTube content as well as the podcast, albeit being the podcast being recorded. Or I threw some ideas at him yesterday, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's great. And now it just seems like these ideas that I had just got shit on. I wouldn't say necessarily shit on. You have to be more careful. I've never even heard of this guy, but he seems to have a decent following. Well, I think it says he has 400,000 followers, right? Which is a a fucking lot. Like, when people think of YouTube, you think of the people with millions and millions of followers. But someone with 400,000, you got 400,000 people following your content. His name is totally not Mark. Yeah. Like, Like Mark, like his name is Marcus. So, like, totally not Mark popular anime YouTuber. He's a, he's a Dragon Ball guy. Mostly. It seems like he just but he's got quite the collection. Like, I'm looking at this little video here and he's got quite the collection of, of manga around yeah. him. He's got that silver play button. So he's got a decent following. Like, pretty fucking good. Oh, um, yeah. So Toei. Toei's who got him. He lost 150 videos, dude. <sighs> and on, and and usually how that works is like if they remove something, it's because it got popular enough to get the attention of the people, which means that's probably his 150 most popular videos. I'm probably. Well, so he talks about Dragon Ball, which draws a huge crowd. I think that's I think Dragon Ball Z, the Dragon Ball Saga as we've referred it r- referred to it as draws a big crowd. It's yeah. g- you get the nostalgic crowd, you get the new people crowd because of Dragon Ball Super, all the movies, Goku, you know, whatever. Mhm. <clears throat> that's his bread and butter. Yeah. Um 
looking into it a little bit, he is a big One Piece guy as well. So, again, we just got a thousand episodes of that. The thousandth, the, the thousandth episode of that. So it's also going to pull in a big crowd. I've never actually watched any of his videos. I watched this little snippet where he did his response video to Tilway, you know, copywriting him. You got to be careful, man. Yeah. These companies do not fuck around. They will not. If they even sniff that you're going to profit off of their content, they're going to come after you. It's there's no ifs, ands or buts about that. Which sucks. And it's Japan, too. That's the other thing. So it is a Japanese company. So they have rules to. are a tad different. Yeah. But the internet's the internet, and it's not China where like they have their own thing going on over there. So I mean, it sucks for this dude. His content's totally fucked though. Yeah. And now he's on Super Watch. I think the thing was he was playing clips. You can't. You can't just do that. There's certain loopholes where, like, you have to be talking about it while it's going on, and you you can't play it. There's certain things you have to do to be able to do that, because people live stream shit all the time. They do live reacts and all that. And it depends where you're pulling it from, too. So, like, you and I can't just watch something and then stream it, Mm -hmm. and it'd be totally kosher and fine. That's where he got himself in trouble. I'm surprised it took this long, honestly, reading it. But it, they they were like, hey, knock it off. Knock it off. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're fine with this, but, like, cool it. And then he just never did, and then they finally got his ass. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what a fine or anything like that looks like. I don't know if he does get fined for anything like that. I'm not sure how any of that works. Those are all law, and I don't know, because he's an American talking about you know, Japanese anime, I don't know. I think there's still more to come from this. I feel like at the end of the day, it's going to have a giant slap in his freaking YouTube PP. Like, that content's gone. He's right, not, it's gone, gone. It's gone, gone. Like, it, 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 no. It's not coming back. I don't know how it works with, like, if he made X amount of dollars from those videos, does he have to pay X amount of dollars back on those videos type deal? I have no clue how that that stuff works but i still feel bad for him because it's his livelihood plus he can probably still he could probably still fight it i don't i don't know what that looks like yeah but for now i mean it's big enough to be a story all over the place Mm -hmm. this guy's pocket is going to be his wallet's going to be hurting bad yeah if nothing else from just adsense Mm -hmm. whatever and whatever who's sponsoring his content only whatever yeah because if you get starting accused of this kind of shit Sponsors will leave you quickly. They will leave your ass behind and find somebody else. <laughs> Speaking of sponsors, you know what I was thinking? No free shout-outs. This, shout great, outs. this rain energy is great. <laughs> no free shout-outs, but, like, a place that I want to get sponsored by really badly is Dr. Squatch. <laughs> I have come it's to love rips. that soap. And okay, but no free shout outs, but this is a gigantic free shout out. Yeah. I've used it I've used it as well. This is a gigantic shout out. I bought it because of you. I mean I've seen it a ton and we talked about it. Yeah, like, I bought oh, the Star Wars one. I, I bought well, it. Well Amanda bought the Star Wars one for me. Yeah. 
I want to try it out. So Darth I, Maul one rips. Does it? I am using the Obi Wan one right now, and I don't like it very much. So the but one the I'm, Darth Maul one rips, dude. So the one I'm using right now, it's like cedar birch wood, and it literally smells like the cutting section of. Oh yeah, Home you, Depot. you 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 uh, <laughs> you posted about that on somewhere. And I'm like washing myself. I'm like, man, I literally smell like Home Depot. And I got out of the shower. I'm like, Megan was over. I'm like, hey, smell me real quick. She's like, oh, you smell really good. I'm like. All right, perfect. That's all that matters then, I guess, because I don't care if I smell like I just got done cutting down 37 trees or something. No, it's nice soap, dude. Yeah, For it's real. great soap. Doesn't dry your skin out. So. No. My skin loves it, dude. So free I'm shout super, out. I'm, I'm very sensitive. Like, I have super sensitive skin. This is not the content people want. <laughs> <laughs> we should tag over this fucking episode. Yeah. Um, but free shout but no, out. No, no, but like, check, check out Dr. Squatch. Or Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch. <laughs> Dr. Squatch. Do I have so. a fucking tumor? Whoa. Um <laughs> Dr. Squatch. What the fuck? Wait, is that what it's called? No. Yeah, Dr. Squatch soap. Oh, I I I kept thinking it was Mr. No, Doctor. Dr. Jesus Squatch. Christ, I had it right. I had it yeah, right. I have a double thing. I have a double tumor now. <laughs> Shit. Dr. Squatch soap. Good stuff. It does rip. I enjoy like I said, the Darth Maul, I have the Star Wars box, which is dope. The whole box itself is dope. It comes with the individual boxes. Mm-hmm. Which have the characters and shit on them. They're super cool. So free shout out to Dr. Squatch Soap. Use somebody else's code because we don't have one. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, so back to news. I got a bunch of Demon Slayer stuff. Do you have anything non-Demon Slayer before we start to get into Demon Slayer? Because we'll just pack Let's away. talk about the Universal Studio Japan news. I didn't see that. Did you send me that? Yeah, the Hunter Hunter one. How long ago? Was that on Instagram you sent, or did you send it? Oh, maybe I did send you that on Insta. I did. You also sent me that Mega Man news. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot. All right, so we're we're recording today on a Wednesday. We've been recording on Mondays, but, you know. Yeah, we had a couple more days. Our work schedule kind of flubbed a little bit this week. Yeah, I had some shit going on at work that I had to adjust. Uh, Universal Studios Japan announces Hunter Hunter Attraction. What do you think that's going to be? Oh. Oh, it's going to replace the Demon Slayer VR roller coaster train? Wow. It's going to give... So this is from Hypebeast. Mm-hmm. So it's going to replace the current Demon Slayer VR train roller coaster and is expected to give fans a chance to experience a fierce battle straight from Hunter Hunter. I'm assuming it's got to be, you know, Gone versus Hisoka. I ha- you'd have to assume, right? Yeah. Like you, it, it's like the best battle. That much. would make the most sense. There's a, not that there's not a lot that you could pick from. That would be no. dope as shit. I mean, I think the fucking coolest fight in that I've seen. Again, I haven't watched a lot of mm-hmm. Hunter Hunter. I've watched some battles on. Mm-hmm. The Battle of the Old Man versus Miriam. I, that's not. They're not going to pick that one. But, but that's what I'm saying. They're not going to pick that because it's not the main character. But I think that's one of the sickest fights that I've seen on Hunter Hunter. It's a great story. I really. And that's honestly. Seeing that, it's like, oh, that's intriguing because it's not what you would expect. Granted, what it's replacing is what you would expect because Demon Slayer is the biggest shit on the planet right now. Yeah. Maybe Jujutsu Kaisen is kind of pushing them, but Demon Slayer's the shit right now. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool, though. I mean, I, 
it's in Japan. I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, flying over there anytime soon, but it's cool as shit. It makes me want to go to... I've never been to a Universal at all, so I don't even have the touchstone of here. I I went to it when I was But, I mean, what they did with Harry Potter World, I have to assume they're going to give it the same treatment over there for for Hunter Hunter, which can come back any time now. Yeah. Um, what else was there? You said I sent you the... Yeah, the Mega Man live action. It's not really, like... Evidently headed to Netflix. That'll be Which cool. we did talk about, that they're all... This is a an anime arms race going on right now, with all a bunch of it different really, kind of shit. That is the best way to honestly put it, Aaron. Like, <laughs> you have all these, like, streaming services trying to vie for, like, the top anime spot. And the fact that it's coming out... On Sony's uh, Crunchyroll slash Fun, I'm talking Demon Slayer right now. Crunchyroll slash Funimation, but it's still coming out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Netflix sense. is investing a lot of fucking money, dude. A lot. They are trying to get ahead of this live action anime thing. Yeah. Which which which, which is funny. All this news comes out after our episode that you can also check out. Yep. I on your have... favorite podcast services. Yeah. Um. Not saying I, that we not saying that we started it, but I mean, we did talked, we start it? We're hipsters. Maybe we talked about it before it came out. <laughs> before it was cool. Yeah, before it was cool. Uh, I think. Are you? A, how are you, how do you feel about Mega Man in general? I played it. Nothing special. I'm not. I wasn't, I wasn't never a, a big fan. guy. I was never a Mega Man guy. Would I check it out if it came out on Netflix? Yeah, it's just something else it's there. to watch. Yeah, it's there. You already have Netflix. Yeah. Everybody has Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody has Netflix that you know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of coming out soon, My Hero World Heroes Mission Blu-ray is supposed to be coming out soon with a new Hawk short. That's the news about that. So, like, obviously no shit. It's yeah. coming out to DVD, yeah. Blu-ray. But this cool Hawk short, I think, is... I think that'll be cool. Yes. Because uh, he's literally, like, like Hawks you. is just, he's just, he's he's just that. He's fucking cool. I don't know if like, I mentioned it to you just... on here or outside of here, but... I think I said I would like to see some more. It might have been the episode where we said, like, any kind of spinoff stuff. Like, Yeah. It might have been for that episode where I said, like... Because it's going to be based Hawks off something, content. isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think there's something that they're going to base that off of. Probably something in the manga that I read that I don't fucking remember, like, per tradition. Because I just binge this shit, and then I don't right. retain any of it. <laughs> um, But... Speaking of binging, I've been binging the uh, Demon Slayer manga again in the last 20 years. Yeah, you, ha- you sure have. <laughs> uh, there's a few things from Demon Slayer. I read 40 chapters in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, well, it's on average 20 pages. His fucking, his fucking nook is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> what what's that light over there? Oh, it's just my nook. It's on fire. It's my Kindle fire. My Kindle is on fire. <laughs> my Kindle is on fire. Um Demon Slayer tops Da Vinci manga rating for second consecutive year. No surprise. Makes sense. No surprise at all. I think I we we beat this horse to death like a hundred times. This is the best thing out right now. And it's proving itself again with we're gonna talk about it. This is the hot shit. This is the hot shit right now. Like this is real hot shit, real hot girl shit. Well, I took out Shout girl. out to Meg the Stallion. Shout out Meg the Stallion. 
I wonder if she's a Demon Slayer fan. She's a big anime fan. I know I we know. talked about that. I I have to assume. See, here's the thing about Demon Slayer. How can you not? How can you watch the show or read it and not love the story? Yeah, it's a phenomenal story. It is. I think that's what it is. I think because it's just so relatable. And there's different characters for everybody. Yep. Like everybody can attach to a different character. And as we're so like obviously I'm rereading it, so I'm mm. reprocessing it all again. So like you know the big bullet points, but you said there's so much little shit that you forgot about. Yeah. That like had you in your feels. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Like like even with some shit coming up. Yeah. We'll we'll discuss the first episode in a little bit. Um but there's some shit in that too. Um but real quick There like, is. Yeah. Like to, I mean, to talk about today's later topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's several moments in there. Yeah, and not just the ones you would think. No, uh, I just want to go through this Da Vinci list real quick. I'm uh, number one, Demon Slayer. Two, Do Not Say Mystery. I don't know what that is. Three, One Piece. Four, Jujutsu. Five, Golden Kamui. Uh, number eight, you got Attack on Titan. Nine, you got Tokyo Revengers. Twelve, Kaiju. Number eight. I was just telling you about that. I started mm-hmm. reading it, stopped reading it, and. It's starting to get popular to the point where I think they're going to have an anime soon. Yeah. And maybe a year or two. We'll see. You heard it here first, folks. I'm calling it now. Um, Write this shit down. Haikyuu. I mean, this you're, you're, not, you're not saying names that, that are surprising. Yeah. My Hero's on here. It, it's, these are like the top stuff that's coming out or been out. Yeah. Um, next up in the Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer Complete Box Set ranks number three on U.S. Monthly Book Scan November list. Again, that shit was f- dope, though. Yeah. That shit was so dope, and I wanted to buy it, but it was gone. <laughs> and I'm not paying resale value for that shit. No. But. I mean, also on here is, like, My Hero, Attack on Titan, like, Jujutsu, Chainsaw Man. Oh, shocker. Like, all the good shit. Like so again. No, that sir. is something I want to check out. Chainsaw you Man. You keep I keep hearing about Chainsaw Man. The anime's coming out, soon. and it just it seems like something I wouldn't be into. But then the more I look into it, it's not like a horror thing necessarily per, per se. It's just like gory. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, fuck. Maybe I should check this shit out. I'll admit I have not read it. There is no anime yet, right? Like that's coming. It's like, coming. I have read it, but I haven't read it. What do I mean by that? I've read <laughs> panels that like people have like screenshotted and put on like Instagram. Right. Like, okay. I'll go on my Discover feed and I'll see some like cool panels that people put up, and then obviously if you start scrolling down, it'll mm-hmm. show you like more and more, and then I'll just start reading all these different panels from shit. So I've read some random panels, right? From yeah, Chainsaw, which man, you have no context for. But I have not sat down and read it completely, mm-hmm. or read a whole chapter completely. Right. I should. Um, that would be a, that might be cool for me to get into to read something that's not coming out but that is coming out so I have that I'm in before kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Lastly, before we do some kind of like little recap, <coughs> that Rengoku statue you sent me just now. Jesus Christ! I'm about to take a lean out on my fucking mortgage, dude. <laughs> This thing is amazing. Um, it's probably one of the coolest like statues I've ever seen. The detail is absolutely oh, it's, it's jaw dropping. Yeah. So, 
comes at a price though. Three grand. Three thousand dollars. Three thousand smackaroonies. For a statue that you just look at. Mm-hmm. Now that'll collect would I ever, on a shelf. Would I ever you know? But it's fucking dope. It's fucking like you could look at that every single day and be like, cool. That's the only thing about having those big investment pieces like that. Because I would never, if you bought that, I would never sell it. So it's not like the resale value does anything for me because I wouldn't sell it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you wanted to resell it down the road, it'd probably be worth a shit ton of money. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to do that. No, me neither. That's like Harper. Shout out to Harper. Uh, Just got that Optimus Prime. Like, he got that voice command Optimus Prime. If, If he... Harper, when you're listening to this, I want you to go home, put Optimus back in the box, put the box inside of a freaking tote somewhere above ground level because I don't want water to get into it because mm-hmm. you could probably resell that thing probably for five times for what you paid for it in just a few years, honestly. Like you should put you should put it in a tote, like put something under like a foam layer under it mm-hmm. and then like leave it in a tote and leave it alone. Yeah. Um, especially I, and I, was, I don't, I don't wish this on anybody, but like, I don't remember what the voice actors guy that does Optimus Prime, but like if he died, yeah, the resale value on that fucker is going to triple, triple, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he paid a pretty fucking penny for it. It is dope. It is cool. It is cool as shit. So there's a Harper shout out for actual anime related stuff this week. And Another is, free shout out. Yeah. Free shout Harper. out to Harper. Um, so yeah, we we mentioned Demon Slayer a few times before we get into like our 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 topic for today. The topic for yeah, the topic for the show. Uh, um, we're just gonna, I I do want to talk a little bit about the one hour special, I guess you could call it, to kick off the Entertainment District arc of Demon Slayer. So technically, season two. Yeah. I don't know what we're calling Mugen Train, one and a half, whatever. I don't I don't. Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was great. So you it was a great first re- episode. You, so I watched it, and I was like, I binged this whole entire arc and the arc after in literally like six hours, like two weeks right. ago, Yeah, to refresh myself. And just reading it a week ago and seeing it animated now, I was giddy. I was super right. happy. Yeah, you were you were super excited about it. Like you were excited for ha- for me to watch it. Yeah, I was like, "Do you watch it?" And you're like, "No, I watched Hawkeye." I'm like, "I'm thinking, I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> we've, been, this motherfucker. we've been fucking talking about this shit for a fucking six months, and he's fucking watching Marvel content over this shit." Oh, I, I wouldn't gotta... say it was over. I was just doing something at the time that I can yeah. I can leave Hawkeye on in the background and kind of pick up. No, I get that more than like if you watch it subbed, like you have to like be watching presence. Yeah, you have yeah, to be yeah. present watching it. Um, so I'm watching it with Megan, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is about to happen. She's like, don't spoil do not it. come, do not come. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple moments that made the hair on the back of my balls stand up. <laughs> Um, you worked it in there. You worked it in. I said I you would. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so first off, you have the the recap that they did for this episode isn't your typical recap. It was sick as fuck. It was I, so dope. I loved it. 
okay, really no music. It was just like there was no music at all. It was like little stills, all you little could... movements, and then the clashing of swords. It's great because we already know what happened. Yeah, we've seen it twice now. Yeah, and I think they, I think that's why they did it mm-hmm. because we as they know. We as the audience, we already know what happened. Mm-hmm. So they gave it to us in a different perspective. It's almost from a lot of it was almost Inosuke's perspective as well. Less Tanjiro and more Inosuke, which is where cool. he was just standing there. Which is cool because like Inosuke wants to come off as like this like emotionless like not human, even though he is a human because he because. So this is a spoiler from from going into the manga going forward. He's like, I don't, I was raised by boars. I don't, I'm not a human. I was raised by boars. But then, you, but then this. That's how. That's and that's. He's always been emotionally distant. That's yes. always kind of been his thing. Where, and I think they do that for the juxtaposition of him and Tanjiro. Where Tanjiro's very in tune with all that kind of stuff. Where in no case, literally has had none. Mm-hmm. So that was great. And it, yeah, it was just there's there's no music. Nope. All you can hear is Ren Goku's sword mm-hmm. and Akaza, and it's just red and blue. Mm-hmm. Ting 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 ting. Yeah. And then they do the the scene where Ren Goku backs up and he's breathing super heavy and he's got the fucking thing on his head. And then they show him fight a little bit more, and then they do the whole flame thing, and then the scene where he cuts up his arm and then into it, and they. They really key on that twist in the sword in there. They like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means something or what that's supposed Going to. Going forward, you'll see some stuff. They, I noticed that the another... last. I noticed it in the in the anime. Yeah, because like in the movie, it's just quick. It's just one time you see it, but like they focus on it every time. Yeah, it's um. They do. This one is just like Attack on Titan, where they kind of like. Everything means something. Where when you go back and watch it, you'll be like, oh shit. And so now I understand why they were focusing on this little detail. I'm just saying, it's just a, it's a detail I've, I've picked on every time that it's been on. Yeah. Especially because they keep focusing on it. Um, so then you go from that, you go to the Butterfly Mansion. So they're... basically, Rengoku dies, and then Tanjiro's. Yeah. They key on, you see more of Tanjiro's sword. Where Akaza like takes it out of him, and then he just starts punching it. Oh yeah, which I found, I, I, which I, I skipped this whole, which I found part. weird. But all right, going forward, let's just throw the spoiler alert out there right now. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen episode one of uh, the Entertainment the District, Entertainment District I want to uh, season two, I guess. So I'm gonna write this down real quick, uh, thirty minute mark, uh, so that way we can put it in the description. Thirty minute mark. Check out the episode. Okay, so we haven't really we haven't spoiled any entertainment district stuff. This is not really spoilers at all. Unless you haven't seen Mugen Train. Yeah. We've beat that fucking horse to death. Watch Mugen Train, yeah, please. Just, just watch both it. of them. Watch yeah. both of them. The movie and the show. So <clears throat> right from that you go to this scene of this boy walking into like a library. Uh the boy goes back to his house. It's actually Muzan pretending to be this boy. Yeah. Um, which, I, which I saw through like that. Yeah. Because they show the picture of the family. And, like, you could see it in his eyes. I was like, well, that's fucking Muzan. Mm-hmm. No shit. Um, this then, this whole scene was weird for me, too, because he's like, yeah, my son's a sack of shit. Like, I was like, I, I don't care for this. Yeah. Like, that, where, like, the adults are talking at the table. I just found that whole scene weird. 
And then, like, the door opens up and Akaza shows up. Akaza comes to pretty much say, like, Well, they show the book Muzan's reading. It's about plants. Yep. Because his whole goal is he wants to find the blue spider lily. Now, is that supposed to be in the anti-wisteria or whatever or what? That's you're, kind of that's where get, my mind went first. Was like it's like, I don't wanna, if you have that, it negates that kind of thing. Uh, you'll get a better explanation of the blue spider lily. Um, this arc. Okay. Um, I'm well, not, yeah, you can't I'm you can't talk about it. that in the first episode and not go back to it. Yeah. Um, I'm not. And, gonna, and then that that does explain because that that was my that was my first thing when I watched the Mugen Train movie. I was like, why the fuck is Akaza there? That doesn't even make sense that he would just show up. Mm-hmm. But they explain that a little bit, and he's like, because he was looking for that flower, yeah. and he happened to be in the area. Yeah. And so he sent, so Muzan sent him there. Yep. So he comes back from this mission, and he reports, like, oh, I found a Hashir, and I killed him. That's, sna- like. And then he's like, snaps. that's not cool. Like, he's like, he's like, I don't he's like that's fuck. your job. He's like, that's your job. Yeah. I don't care. He's a like, lot of people have he, killed Hashira. He was mad because he's like, you let three of them live. He, right, like, you killed one Hashir, but you let three others live that were weaker. Why'd you do that type shit? Whatever. Plus the one that he literally said, "I I want that kid with the Hanafudu earrings dead. Yeah. I yep. want him done." Yep. Um. You really get to see his power and his strength, even as in this. Dude, like, he like form. literally turns his head and he like, looks at him. Yeah. And you just see like this huge wave. Okay. Hits Akaza and then like his body, the contusions on his body are just well. He kind of like drops awful. down and then you're like, oh, like he's just like overpowering right now. And then there's a cut right after, like it cuts back to Muzan. Yeah, he's just pouring him. blood. He's just like cuts all over him and just pouring blood out. And and they do a great they do a a great job with the sound mixing with that where like the you can like it's almost like rushing water like the sound when all the blood pools out. Yeah. It was kind of gross, and then after but we know we we just watched him fight Rengoku, so like he heals obviously super fast. Mm. So, but he's kind of like defeated, like he kind of runs away with his tail between his legs. Yeah, and he but he's pissed off. He's pissed. Yeah. Then, oh yeah, he's pissed. Then you cut to the scene after. Well, I think it happened before his meeting with Muzan. He beats the pulled, shit out of. But he pulled Tanjiro's sword out of him, put it into a tree. Okay, so as we all know, Tanjiro was talking mad shit to him as he's running away, and he chucks his sword into the woods, and it goes in the middle of his chest. Yeah, he takes it out, he sticks it into a tree, and he starts punching the shit out of it, breaking it like, like, kind of like a child out of frustration, like going to punch something. Yeah, like a temper tantrum. Yep, type thing. And then you fast forward to what I said before, the butterfly mansion where they're recovering. I, I appreciated this because we didn't spend a shitload of time there. Yeah. We've already spent a shitload of time there. So we know the gist of everything going on. Yes. Like, like what's his name? Um, and now case like, we got to train. We got to train. We can't let Rengoku down. So they start training or whatever. And then, like, they don't go deep into this training shit. They literally, like, do a little bit of training. And then you They talk it. about how Tanjiro's sad, though. Very sad. He's like, even even Tanjiro can be like down in the dumps because he's fucked up after Rengoku died. Very fucked up. Like that and it's that gonna, fucked him up. It's the Rengoku's death has a rippling effect throughout this whole entire 
um, series. You're going to see it more later on. It has a rippling effect in just emotionally on the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have Tanjiro going to the Rengoku residence. So he leaves. He leaves the. He's not supposed to be leaving yet. No, because his his stomach is you know where he got stabbed is still not hundred percent healed. <clears throat> so they, he gets there. He's talking to Senjiro, who is Rengoku's brother. Rengoku's his last name, by the way. His first yes, name his name is Kirajiro. Um, so, yeah, what's his brother's name? Senjiro. Yeah. So he's talking to him, and then sen, uh, their dad is like freaking out. Who is also a former Flame Hashira. He's an alcoholic. He looks, he looks just like Rengoku, though. Yeah. Or he looks Kirajiro. And um, like, they like all his, look the same. Senjiro looks the, just like the seed him. is strong. The seed <laughs> is they strong. All, they all look the same. <laughs> um, What's he saying? Like, he, like, he, he starts calling Kyojiro, like, useless, which pisses off Tanjiro. And then... Um... Pretty much, they get into a little scuffle. Tanjiro knocks them both out with a headbutt, like knocks out his dad and himself out. Yeah. But he's also sick as shit. This is where you find out a huge piece of information, and I wanted to hear your opinion on this. You finally get the name of the breathing that Tanjiro uses now. Yes. Which is... Sun breathing. Sun breathing. Which is the first breathing ever. Every other breathing. I'm surprised they elaborated so much on that. They do right in the manga, too. Which, I mean, it makes sense because it's like, whoa, what is that? But, um. So, he's like, you think you're better than everyone? You're a descendant or you're the, uh. It's something about, like, you do the breathing technique at the first breathing technique. Pretty much he's calling him, like, a cocky asshole. And Tanjiro's like. No, I just want to tell you what your son's last words were. And this, right. he's drunk. Um, pretty much, his dad has this book that talks about sun breathing and stuff like that. But in a drunk- it's like a, it's like the Chronicles of the Flame Hashira. Yeah, but, but it goes back to sun breathing. Yeah, and he's like ripped out the pages of it, probably in a drunken rage because he's an alcoholic. Which Ren Goku mentions to Tanjiro on the train. He says, my dad has this thing. Maybe he knows about it. Because they also went into, like, how their relationship was never great. Yeah. And, like, he's kind of shitty to both of his kids. Which I have to assume goes back to, like, the wife dying. Yeah. Like, like the kid's mom dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to, like, go into, like, all this detail about it. But pretty much, like, he leaves. Senjiro tells him that... Kyojiro's last words, and then it cuts to his dad actually crying because he mm-hmm. he thought his son would have some nasty words from him in his last words. Well, he wanted like, to take care of himself. Yeah, take yeah. care of himself, and that's when it hits him like his son actually did give a shit about him. And then you have Tanjiro trying to go back to the Butterfly Mansion, and this is like a scene that oh I fucking God. loved, and I was like, I can't wait for you to see this oh scene. Oh, my God. All, like, Tanjiro's walking, and he's got like this like sense going on. He well, he was pissed. And, uh, he, he was pissed the last time. Yeah. About his last sword that he broke. So, Hagani. Yeah, Haganami. Haganakami. Uh, 
Uh, what the hell's his name? Sword Maker Demon Slayer. Damn. Boy. Uh, Haganizuka. Haganizuka. Uh, Hotaru Haganizuka. They all wear the masks. Yeah. Um, but you see him, he's got like two butcher knives, and he's got this like dark horror, like, you, he's so bro- mad. you he's lost so... or broke another sword. And he starts chasing Tanjiro, like, he spent For the hours, whole, like, literally, like, <laughs> hours. It was like, and dusk. then they do the scene where, like, he goes up the tree and then he goes back down the tree. Uh, yeah. This is very funny. So it's like, there's like a lot of intense shit that's kind of happened to this episode so far. And then, it, you know, yeah. it, it's a nice break in that action. And then where this is just funny, like this is just oh, comedy. This is just comedy. comedy. Yeah. It was in the manga too, which was cool. It's not like some like some <laughs> studio. And it does it, it. It's a it's great for showing that, like that's what the that's what he does. Like that's his life. He's dedicated his life to making these swords, and they're pieces of art to him, and he loves them. Yeah. And they all have a story to him. So, and like this is his third one. <laughs> Because that's the first thing I said when he threw his sword. I was like, "You're," f-. he's like, he's oh, going to be mad at you. We skipped the part where Senjiro gave uh, the hand I wanted. Guard, I wanted to talk to you about that. The hand guard to Tanjiro. Yes. Tanjiro did not want it to, he didn't want it. Well, he's like, you should keep the, you should keep the, the hand guard, the flame hand guard on, you know, uh, Rengoku's sword. But he ends up giving it back to Tanjiro. He's like, no, you should keep this and it'll keep you safe yes um i think that's sort of gotten that's like another thing where ren goku is still going to be felt throughout the series because that's going to be his future hand guard on his next his his third sword uh, really yeah that's well, cool as fuck i mean that's pretty much what's going to end up happening like he gave him this so what's else, what else is he going to do yeah. with it um, and that was, that was a big part. That was something where, remember I That's, told you, like, yeah, his part, you'll see yeah. more of his sword coming up. Like, yeah. Then they're back at the Butterfly Mansion. They're recovering. And then, or no, he's coming back, right? No, he had the mission. He killed some, he killed some demon. This is where I wanted, because I was like, oh, so they're sending them out on individual missions now. They're breaking the boys up and they're, going to do their own thing yep i was like i was like that's cool like that's that's nice character growth because like up to this point they've done everything together pretty much yeah well it was like alone 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 with zenny 2 with zenny 2 and then he's with inosuke and zenny 2 and then they're just from that trio. point on though they're yeah. just a trio together so they get broken up they're starting to do missions separately He's coming back from this mission. He hears the girls from the Butterfly Mansion crying. He runs over to respond. He sees this, sees this giant dude that he doesn't remember who he is. Mm. And he's like, let him go, let him go. Because he's trying to take him for a mission. Realizes that some of these girls aren't even part of the Demon Slayer Corps. It made me what laugh. He's like, when he's like, all right, oh, I don't oh need you're right. Now. And just throws her off the roof. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um... I think he has can Kanao or was it Yeah. Yeah? No, Kanao Kanao no. was about to flip the coin to rescue the other one. Our 
Ow. Yeah, which is which is also oh, like a we... she's still kind of fucked up about the coin thing. Yeah. Which um, I was like, okay, so there's been some character growth there, but like she's still like that's like how what's like what she knows. Yeah. How to like live life. And Tanjiro's like, Oh, you don't need that. But then, she's still like mm. And then he's like, uh Well I will volunteer and you're like, What do you mean will? And then all of a sudden he knows that scene is it's a, it's a it's cool it's 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 cool but it's also at the same time a little eye rolly where it's like all right these guys think they're hot shit now mm-hmm. um and then the Grand, they're all ended. look they're so, they're starting to get jacked though yes they are um the episode ends there so my prediction nowhere near down. as jacked as Tengen he is he's a big boy Tengen's he like is a big something he's I like think. six six. That's taller than me. He's taller than you. I'm six five. I'm yeah. a big dog. He's he's a big boy. I'm a fat dog. Though. They they make a point that he is and he's fucking fast. Yes, he's, he's a very strong. Nin- he's, he's a former a, ninja. He's, a, he he's very fast. Yeah. Um, Which I'm very. I, I'm I'm excited because I think they kind of tease that in the opening. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because they show the opening after the episode. Yeah. Um. I'm very curious though, because he's like his life was so. It seemed like it was his former life with that tribe was very probably regimented and like not a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So that's why he lives his life the way that he does. Yeah. With the his fucking fingernails are painted and all that. He's got all the diamonds, obviously, and all that he's shit. Flashy as shit. Yes, like he, he, he says that. He says that. He flashy, says uh, flashy yes. district in all of Japan. Yeah, that's his thing. That's flashy, his thing. Flashy, flashy, flashy. Because his life must have been very. It's like somebody that is in the military for a long time, and then they come home, and like they grow their hair out and they grow beards and shit like that. Because like everything was very like clean cut and for so long. You yeah. leave that life, you don't want to do that anymore. So that's that's very much so the vibe that he gives off for that. Or like something that came out of the mud and gets money, and all of a sudden they want to get all the flashy shit they could never afford. Right. It's, it's all the same shit. They do tease that some very probably not good shit happened to him. Yeah. That like some sad shit's going to come. Like his, just, his life was just un, you know. Did he mention, I can't remember, did he mention exactly what the mission is going to be? No, okay, I don't so think I'm, he does. So then I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't think up. he does. He just says that they have one. Yeah, and he needed help with it, but so, he wanted chicks. Yeah, well, you'll see why. You'll understand why. I, should, Which, well, I mean, it makes sense. I can um, extrapolate as to why. The episode pretty much ends there. My prediction for the timing of. Is a little bit off. Yeah. I feel like now the next episode is going to end, or at least have what I wrote down on my phone. I won't reveal it yet. Um, the next, the next episode is going to be a big setup, and I feel like the episode after that is the the whole entire fight's going to start in, in two episodes. Okay. And then literally the the whole entertainment district arc is literally a giant battle, essentially. And then we get into the sword maker. 
yeah. the swordsmiths arc. Which... So like you're not you weren't too far off though with your prediction last week. No. Timeline was no. I also forgot that. I don't know how I forgot. They always advertise this shit as like an hour special, but then I forget that they have to put in time slots for commercials. Yeah, commercials so the hour special is actually 43 minutes, which is where this whole like 17 minute discrepancy I kind of like forgot about. Yeah. Doing the math in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't account for that 17 minutes, which makes sense because next episode you're probably going to see. Regardless, you see what the mission is. You might, you'll probably see what my prediction is. If it's not in the middle, it's going to be the very end of the episode, and then literally the next episode should start the whole battle. It seems like it's going to be a very heavy battle, oh, yeah. like a lot of fighting going on. Oh yeah, it is. <clears throat> I'm excited to see Tengen in action. He's got some cool text in the manga, so I can't wait to see it actually animated. Mm-hmm. Especially with how he uses his swords that are chained together. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I'm mostly excited to see that kind of shit. Because, like, if you look at him, it's like there's, like, the normal sword, but, like, the blade just is super extended. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see where, like, the normal blade is. Yep. And it just comes way down. Plus, he's got that weird hook thing in it. Yep. He reminds me of, like, a ninja version of... Uh... The God of War, Kratos. Because he's got the Blades of Chaos. Those are kind of similar. Those are, yeah, it's very similar to the Blades of Chaos. Because he does some attacks that involve the chain and stuff like that. And you'll yeah. see. It's, it's going to be cool to see it animated. But yeah, that's a quick little recap, 20 minute recap. We'll throw up uh, the spoiler alert on the. For sure. On the, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the episode. For the folks that haven't seen the episode, you can come back now. Well,. This episode is almost a spoiler in and of itself, the whole thing, because if you haven't seen these moments, then... Yeah. Then, then, then it's just... Yeah. yeah, but that's just how the, that's how these things work. Like, you know what you're getting into when these episodes start. Yeah. So, top five emotional moments, all right? So, again, we said it was emotional. We we tried to clarify, like, oh, no, you could use any kind of emotion. I write down my list. I'm like, wow, four out of five are sad. So I'm just going to make this a sad list. I think you pretty much did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for, my, so I have some honorable mentions. We're doing one per show. So, like, we're not going to do, like, all. Oh, like I, could, one. I could fill this whole list with Naruto. Right. Oh, yeah. I really and I could do the to. same thing with some other shows. It's just. Yeah. Um, we want some variety. I'll go first. These are no particular order. Mine. My top two are in a particular order. I was going to say, my number my, one is in a particular order, but everything else I can be talked into moving them around. I say my top two are particular. The rest of the three, it's like, eh. Um, five is Pikachu saves Ash from the Spiros. Okay. Throwback. Nostalgia. Okay. I remember being a kid and being super fucking sad about this scene. Because I thought, I thought Pikachu was dead. Like the show just started. Episode one, you're, <laughs> you're the main Pokemon's dead. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. It was just a sad episode. Uh, the bike crashes. Like Pikachu won't go in his poke. Ash is trying to save him. Like just super emotional, especially for a kid when we were what, like seven, eight, when that came out. Like not even. 
I, I remember it like being super sad. I'm like, oh my god, like what the fuck, dude? That whole first season of Pokemon has a has quite a few. Oh yeah, it's w- fun. It's funny you picked the Pokemon one for your first one because so did I. Is, go ahead, say yours. I I picked the moment from the movie where Ash gets turned to stone. I was gonna put that, dude. That scene like. You talked. I wouldn't even say traumatized me, but it's like I thought. Like I was like, "Oh, Pokemon's done. Like this is just the end of the world now. Like it's just over because he's fucking dead." Yep. And then you know this the scene with it's not even so much the scene with all the Pokemon start crying and then they. I never understood that. Like that never made sense to me. But the lines of exposition from Mewtwo and just Pikachu just like trying to electrocute him, like bring him back. That shit hits, dude. That, that shit, I mean, that was tough. That, that scene's tough to watch. And then even that whole scene with, like, the Pokemon fighting each other, where it's, like, Charizard versus Charizard and, like, the the copied Charizard. Yeah. All of them fighting each other, it's kind of fucked up. Um, I was going to do the same thing, and then I thought, eh, I should try and keep it a series. But that... But, like, dude, there's a scene with the Butterfree. There's a scene with Charmander almost dying. Mm-hmm. Even the Squirtle, uh, Squirtle Squad wasn't super sad, but it's like, oh, he left his boys. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Butterfree, that scene sucks. Like, that scene's hard to watch, dude. When, like, Butterfree goes with the Lady Butterfree. Yeah. The Butterfree, Squirtle... Dude, that's all Even within Charizard. Like when he let Charizard go, Bulbasaur. Sorry if I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to read what. No, no, no. I got you. On this. Uh, no, dude. Like, there's a quite a few. Yeah. Like right away. Like those scenes. Those episodes are like in close proximity, all to each other. Yeah. Um. Next, I have Deku slash Mirio. Verse overhaul, and included in that, I put the death of Night Eye. That whole, like... 1,000%. I'm not going to say the whole arc, but, like, specifically from when Mirio gets shot, loses his quirk, that starts the emotional ride that is... That scene is crazy. That scene, that wasn't one of... I I have one from My Hero Academia. That's in my honorable mentions. That whole scene, the whole sequence you're talking about. Because, you have because they do like the, it's not a continu- it's not a continuous animation. It's like the pictures of Mirio getting stabbed by all the different things from Overhaul, mm-hmm. and he has no quirk at this point. Yeah, and he's still trying. But to he's save still Yuri. doing. He's you know, and the, that scene's tough. And then that's when Deku breaks through the wall, yep. and Deku almost fucking dies. But he has those metal shanks in his shoe. Otherwise, he'd have been totally fucked. Yep. And then you have, and then Night Eye gets fucked, and the Night Eye's fucked up. Yeah. And then night they Uraka takes him out and he's like, This isn't how the future was supposed to be. I've never seen yeah. anything like this happen mm-hmm. before. And then you have the scene where Overhaul's escaping with Aerie and then she finally decides to jump, meet Deku mm-hmm. with the music. With the playing. with the cape and every with Mirio's cape. Yeah. This whole scene is like this whole episode, I'm I'm literally watching it like it, obviously you can't see what I'm doing because yeah. it's not taped. Like my hands are on my head, and like I, I'm like, Holy this shit. whole scene is yeah. uh, this whole episode, mm-hmm. tough shit, man. Like this very good scene. Yep. <clears throat> and then just how Night Eye is talking to Mirio at the end there, 
He's like, there's nothing we can do to fix him. He's got a giant fucking hole in the stomach. Like, a night eye's fucked. And then All Might shows up at the end. So they can have one final thing. Yeah. Or no, night, uh, All Might's already there. And Mirio comes in at the Burst end. In, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Good. That's a good pick, buddy. I like that one a lot. My next one, we talked about it a little bit before we hit record. But Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So I would put that in the honorable mentions for me. If I I didn't write honorable mentions today. This one's a little bit of a nostalgic pick as well. Yeah. Where it's like, because we're fairly young when Brotherhood came out still. Mm-hmm. It's like, as the episode goes on, it's just like, oh man, like, it's, it's just, it's like the fourth episode, I think. It's, and it's, it's so sad. Like, the whole episode is just so sad, because like, the dad's kind of a piece of shit, but like, he's trying to piece it together, but like, some other bad shit happened. Mm-hmm. It's just a terrible situation, and then yep. it's like, he tried to make the best of it, but then it turned into this thing, and... Yep. Oof. I was gonna put that Like, in. even just talking about it, it's like, it's fucking sad, man. Like, yep. like, rough to watch. Yeah. No, that would be in my honorable mentions. It was going to go in here. I wrote it down. I took it out. I wrote it down. I took it out. But no, that is definitely an emotional moment. Probably the most honest between that and what's his name getting killed in the phone booth. Uh, those mm-hmm. are the two most emotional moments. Or when Roy Mustang is killing the homunculus yeah. out of rage. Yep. Those three moments are like the top three emotional moments from full metal, in my opinion. Where he loses his arm. Yep. That scene fucking is oh, rough one, too. The yeah. very first episode, yeah. He's losing his arm. And his Jesus. brother. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's a that very, show will get you. That yeah. show, That that's one of those shows that's like... And the fact that they're doing all this just to try and get their mom back. Right. That's And then the, that's what I mean. Like, the whole undertone of the show. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I feel like we don't talk about that show enough. I want to go back and rewatch it. Maybe we could do a full, a full episode. Recap on it, it or yeah. something, yeah. Uh, next up, I got. They call him Thor's. It's literally spelled Thor, though. Uh, from Vinland Saga, Thor's death. Um, yep. pretty much. The the Yams Vikings show up. Like Thor's is like, the most strong Viking in in the entire show, essentially, and he retires from. Being a Viking because he's sick of, like, leaving his family and killing people for no reason other than to steal their shit. So then these other Vikings show up like, you have to do this. And it was all set up to kill him. But his son, the main character, Thorfinn, like, sneaks on the boat with him. Oh, shit. And then pretty much Thorfinn gets revealed that he's on the boat. The setup gets revealed where it was all set up to, like, get him killed. Like, he got... He got challenged to like a ritual duel. He wins the duel, but he refuses to kill the guy he's dueling. And then that's when he like does the signal, and like all these Vikings shoot arrows into him. And that's like all the last thing you see is his like six year old son hugging him as he's still standing there dead with arrows covered in him. Jesus, it was very emotional to see yeah. that because like. I'm very close with that's my one of those, dad. Yeah, I was going to say, that's one of those, it's just tough to watch. Very close with my dad. So, like, that's the first I mean, thing that we, I we touched on that, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
don't know, it just that hit me in the feels with, in that regard. So I got Thor's death at number three again. This isn't in no particular. The next two are for me. What do you got for three? Well, this is going to be no surprise to anybody, but uh, the death of Kyojiro Rengoku. Just that whole scene at the end when he's on his knees and the sun comes out and it causes arm still in him, but then you start to see it disa- starts disappearing. Yeah, and then blood starts pouring out. And then out. the blood starts pouring out. And he's talking to, Tanj- to Tanjiro and just that whole speech. Yeah. Like, that's when I fell in love with him as a character. Like, I already knew, like, we already knew he was going to be dead at that point. Uh-huh. He's like, maybe you can do a breathing technique. And he's like, dog, there's a 12-inch hole in my stomach. Like, no. In my solar plexus. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking solar plexus. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and just the whole set your heart ablaze and tell my dad and my brother. Yeah. That whole thing. and. The fact that he died with like a it's smile even, on his face too is like a that, whole entire that fucking gets me. And then when his he sees his mom behind Tanjiro, that's when it broke me. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I I shed a tear to hundred percent when I, that I, was I on cried. the show. I cried. Yeah, because like he's like surprised that he sees her, which is obviously this isn't real. Like it's just a thing that he's seeing. Yeah, because he's lost so much blood at this point. And he's he's knocking on death's door. It just like I had texted like when I first watched the movie I texted you at the beginning of the movie like yep this is my guy yep I've I've decided that that Ryan Goku is my favorite character and I stand by the fact that I think he'll be my favorite character the rest of the show yep so I have him at number two okay uh when I first saw it in the movie it didn't move me as much but then rewatching it I feel like there's a lot more detail on the way that Tanjiro and Inosuke and all them mourned or maybe I just didn't pay attention as much during the movie yeah I mean the score during this scene is and it definitely rereading the manga of it too it showed the rippling effect that Rengoku had on the trio Throughout the rest and of all the, the Hashira as well. And the Hashira. Just going Everybody forward. is like like they could no one could believe that Ren Goku died. And according to Google, like Ren Goku is only like ranked eight of nine. I thought about that when we talked about it last week, and that kind of makes sense because like he's dead. Yeah. He didn't So get... like you you talked about this power ranking that's like this power up that everyone's gonna get yeah, soon. Didn't get so that. it makes sense. Yeah. Could he have been up there? I think so. Oh, Look at where he was. Yeah, yeah. Even Akaza says it. He's like, dude, if you were, Two if we did, years. if we did this fight in three years, it's just the way he is as a person, yeah. as a character. That's why I fell in love with him as a character. Yeah. It's not not even the attachment that I have. Like I like flame characters. Like I, we've established that. Yeah. So there's that. On top of how he just carries himself it, honestly that first episode like the how he gets onto the train made it so much harder watching him at the end yeah um so we already for... we did your two already yeah so. so i got my number one left and i will leave you to do your number two the fight between all might i knew this was gonna and come. yeah all for, one. All for one. 
just this scene is super, makes me ball, dude. Not only is it super emotional, it's super hype too. Because it goes, like, but it goes up and down, and oh, then there's yeah. they keep doing that juxtaposition of him, like what he is, like super frail, just covering those embers, mm-hmm. and then it just explodes at the end, and he fucking gets him. And then it goes. I thought he was done. I thought he was gonna die. Like that's. I think that's the first thing I told you. Yep. I was like, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. Like at this point, I'm I'm all in on all might. Still am. And like that scene, like like happy tears though. Yeah. Like I mean, like just streaming. Yeah. Like Like, Tanjiro, like. like, (laughs) No, that was just uh, the, the highs and the lows and. I will say I get way more out of Chris Sabat though. The dub, I get way more out of the dub than okay, the sub. I'll have to watch it in the dub. I'll have to watch it in the dub to, and then I'll report back to you. Because the Cause score and the score swells, and then they do the United States of Smash, and then they like uh, Gran Torino's talking, just everything that's going on in the scene, yep. and then they have that. Then they show Bakugo and Deku. Like, come on, oh my. And then everybody's like, come on. And then he wins. Well, not only does he win, but... But then he says goodbye. He says goodbye. No, goodbye one for all. Yes, he says goodbye to his quirk. Yep. And then it just explodes, and then the music's... I'm getting goosebumps right now, thinking about it. Does it make the hair on the back of your sack stand up? Oh, dude, it's up. (laughs) (laughs) We're at attention, dude. (laughs) All right. Um, My number one... Uh, I want to send you this, and I want to hear your reaction from it later. We're not going to do it right now. We're on a little bit of a time crunch, it seems. Um, Shikamaru. So, Shikamaru, he's a supporting character from Naruto. Like a main supporting character. Okay. He's Naruto's like right-hand advisor in Boruto, the follow-up series. When he mourns his his sensei's death... Now there's a lot of a lot of emotional things in Naruto. The attention to detail that they put in this scene might be some of the most detail I've ever seen in any anime scene to the point where like his dad starts to ask him so they're playing shogi so we're going to say that's like chess for the mm-hmm. show, right? And and his dad and him Shikamaru are supposed to be the geniuses of their respective classes. So they're playing, and his dad's asking him all these, like, uncomfortable questions about, like, and just saying these things like, well, if Asuma couldn't beat him, you have no chance to beat this guy. You could see the tension in the animation of his face. Like, Mm -hmm. he starts, like, make, like, little faces, and you see his face scrunch up. His eyes like look away, and finally he explodes. And uh, there's just like line at the end of it. I should have rewatched it before I came in here. He hits the shogi board. The pieces go everywhere. So imagine like a chessboard. All all the pieces start mm-hmm. flying everywhere. And he's all like, he's angry, and he doesn't know how to respond appropriately. And another thing to mention too is Shikamaru is a very emotionless character. He's very monotone. He's very his his big quote is "This is a drag. This is a drag." And you start to see all this emotion finally come out of him. And his dad 
like stands up with him and goes, just let it go. Let it go, Shikamaru, let it go. And you start to see his face like well up. And he's like, don't worry, I'll pick up all the pieces. And it's giving me goosebumps thinking of him saying that because he's not only saying it in two words. He's saying it in like, I'll pick up all the pieces of the of, of the Shogi game, mm-hmm. but I'll pick up all the pieces of you after type deal. Right. It's got that double meaning. Yeah. And then he walks out, the door shuts, and all you see is like the classic like, uh, you know, like the Japanese doors, how they're real like uh, mm-hmm. see-through. You see his yep. shadow, and then you just hear him screaming. It's super, okay. yeah. super powerful. Like, I'll send it to you. Very metaphoric. Yes. Like, there's a lot of, yeah, uh, like subcontext to their like, yeah, but the even, body language and everything. Like the 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 animation and the body language yeah. is crazy. Um, and this is one of those scenes too where I, I literally like a month and a half ago I'm like, I watch it. It popped up on my feed to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I rewatch it and like I'm sitting there like I got like a fucking tear going down my face. I'm like. I wonder what this is like in English dub. Awful. Awful. If you've only seen that scene in dub, go watch the sub version of it and tell me that the sub is 100 times better. If you think the dub of that scene is better, fuck you. I'll say it. Fuck you. I can see it. I can see it. Because there... The, the you could hear the pain and the scream of the Japanese voice actor, yeah. whereas the Americans like ah, ah, ah. right. It, it's it's emotionless. It's there's so much more emotion in the Japanese. That's my number one. Like there's so many other things in Naruto that I could have been like oh like the fight between Kakashi and Obito, the whole entire fight between Pain and Naruto where he finally meets his dad that he didn't know was the fourth Hokage. He punches his own dad in the, in the gut in their first meeting. Like, why would you do it? Like, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. But the the way it's animated for this Shikamaru scene, it just blows everything away, in my opinion. And that's my number one. See, that's funny you say that about the sub and the dub thing, because my top two are, are dubbed. Yeah. So this is going to be no surprise to anybody, but it's, it's when future Gohan dies and Trunks finds him. Mm-hmm. It's my number one. Yeah. I watch the scene a lot, yeah. Yeah. Like what kind of propels him on to become that's how we that's how future drunks become Super Saiyan. Yeah. It's he he knocks out Gohan knocks him out. At this point he's already lost one arm. Mm-hmm. They show this the fight with the androids. It's raining. Yep. It's dark out. It's raining. And Trunks is young at this point. He's a teenager. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for him. And he finds him face down in that puddle. Mm-hmm. And he's just dead. Yeah. He's just he's screaming, Gohan. Yeah. Gohan, Gohan. And then he just he's, squeezes his hand so tight that his hand starts bleeding. Mm-hmm. He starts screaming. He's crying. He's screaming. And then he just goes Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. This is the music is very fucking sad, and Eric Vale does a phenomenal job as Trunks in that scene. Yeah, that scene is gets me every single time I watch <laughs> that scene. It's not only because Future Trunks is my favorite character, but not for nothing. I mean, Goku, the main protagonist of the show, has always kind of been the same. He's very level, 
where like you know Trunks goes back to the past for that's why because he's yeah. like this is so fucked I don't want this to happen to anybody else mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna let anybody lose somebody like I lost Gohan because all he has left in this world is his mom basically everybody else is dead all the Z fighters are dead we already have that context yeah it's like all he has in this world is his mom and Gohan and Gohan goes out and tries to kill these fucking androids. He knows he can't. He's already he's down to one arm. Yeah. He knows he's going to die. He does it anyways. What special is this from again? This is from This is um this is the TV special, so it's technically not a movie. It's from the future um the history of trunks is what it's called. Okay, the history of trunks. Yeah, that's right. I remember this scene, like, I remember seeing it, and I was like, holy shit, Gohan died? Because I think we see it, at least in the States, we saw it kind of after the Cell Saga. I saw mm-hmm. it after the Cell Saga. Yeah, so did I. So I knew how powerful Gohan was, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, holy fuck, Gohan got killed? Yep. Like, well, he's that- the, And that he's the last one left, and he's like an adult. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's the cool scene where they're sitting on the rock, and they're just talking, and like it seems all right for a while. And because Gohan at this point is like Future Trunks's father figure. Yeah, well, he's all that's left. Yeah, all the Z fighters are dead. Yep. Goku had the heart virus, and then the androids just wipe out everybody else. There's not even Cell in the picture yet. Yeah. It's just seventeen and eighteen, and that's why he when he sees them, he has this deep hatred of them because of what they've done to him. Mm-hmm. Physically, emotionally, because at this point he's so much weaker than they are mm-hmm. that they're just toying with him. Yeah. So he's like, "Fuck it." Bulma works on the time machine, and that's that's future Trunks. Yeah. Yeah. That's number one for me. Like that's. So what else did you have in your honorable mentions? Because I didn't do any. I said I would have. Uh... The Full Metal Brotherhood, Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay, so I do have one moment from Attack on Titan. This one, Sastra gets shot. So, yeah, I was going to throw that in there, too, because, like... Because that's, that scene catches you so off guard. Yeah. Because, like, Gabby is running towards the thing, and then she finally shoots it. You don't think she's going to shoot it, but then she does, and then she repels up there, mm-hmm. and she's just on the, the Zeppelin. Yep. And course she doesn't like kill her right away she's just like doing that movie thing and then she starts coughing up blood and she's fucking you're like yo she's fucked yeah and she's talking and connie is for me it's it's connie's reaction it's um what's the fucking other kid the kid they always john yeah his reaction and then even aaron though even aaron's reaction aaron reacts at all because at this point this is post this is yeah. season four, Aaron. Like it's a very different Aaron Yeager. Very emotionless. Yes. So like, like it gets a it gets a response out of him. What did she say? All her last words were meat, and he like laughs. But it's like a really like. But it's almost like a like of course. Yeah. Of course, that's what she would say. Yeah. And but that pissed off a lot of people that he laughed about it. But like I feel like that that was his only but reaction. If you think about it though, like. Aaron hasn't been surrounded by them in a very long time. Yeah. He's been overseas for a while. Yep. 
So like his what he remembers, she's the fucking sausage girl. You know what I mean? That's she's yeah. the girl that eat, eating the she saves the potato in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Like that's always been her thing. So yep. like for her for that to be her last line, of course that would be. Now would I have thrown Gabby off the fucking Zeppelin and watched her fall to her death? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, already talked about it. Night Eye and Mirio. Yep. That whole sequence. Another one that's it's less sad. It's more like it's not super triumphant either. It's somewhere in the middle. It's uh, Vegeta's final explosion. Is that when he knocks out Trunks? That's when he knocks out Trunks and Goten. Yep. And he's talking to Piccolo. He's like, am I going to be able to keep my body? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. You were a piece of shit for a long time. They will not afford you the same right as Goku. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's about what I figured. Yeah. He's like, get the boys out of here. And then Krillin comes in, and he doesn't know what's going on. Piccolo picks up right on, and he's like, he's like you know you're going to die, right? It's like nothing can stop that now. Yeah. And he goes out there and he he talks some shit like he always does. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes out in the blinding light. And I always talk about the guy that talks at the end of the episodes. Mm-hmm. He just does a phenomenal job. And then his speech about Goku. He's like, Trunks, Bulma, I do this for you. And he's like, even for you, Kakarot. He fucking dies and he turns the stone. And the guy at the end of the episode... They play Vegeta's theme super loud and it's super orchestral. And he's like a proud saint. He's you know the guy at the end. He's talking about uh, one of the last warriors on Earth, mm-hmm. or one of Earth's greatest defenders, a proud Saiyan prince. Yeah. And that's just the end of the episode. Turns out it doesn't fucking work, which sucks. Yeah. But for me that seems very powerful because it just shows how far Vegeta's come as a character where like two se- even two seasons before that he wouldn't have done that shit against no. Cell no fucking way no <clears throat> but for me it proves how much Future Trunks has had an effect on him Goku obviously Kid Trunks like his his actual son Trunks of all these people have affected him and made him less of a cold person where he is the guy to make that sacrifice play at the end. Yeah. Because at this point, I think Goku is gone already. I want to say he wants Super Saiyan 3 already, and he's gone. Yeah. Yes, because he knocks out Goku. He's like, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. He knocks Goku out because they both sense their, that's when they're in the middle of that fight. He's like, all right, well, we'll go together. He knocks Goku out. He's like, they need you. Mm-hmm. I'll go and figure it out. You don't have that much time left. Like, I, I'll go. So there's a lot, that whole connotation to it. And then Krillin and Piccolo just watching him. Like, he's going to die. And Piccolo's like, he already knows that. Yep. And for me, the uh, the other one I had on my list was the first, the first or second episode of My Hero. When All Might is giving him that speech of like, I know you don't have a quirk, but you can be a hero. And he, his reaction. It's it's him on the ground, and then the sun's behind All Might, and he's in his weakened form. This this score is phenomenal. I think that's what seals it for me. He's like, you can be a hero. Like, if you want something bad enough, you can become this. I will give you my quirk. 
and that's when he does the first time he does that he clenches his fist and it goes through the whole yeah all for or one for all or uh all, the all, all for one or no jesus christ one for all one for all all the different vestiges which yeah. we don't know that at that point but the first time we see him go like it things off yeah it's like a ball almost that he's holding mm-hmm. and his hair's going up and like that scene for me is and then it, it tails off and Deku, that's when he's like, this is the story, how I became the world's number one hero. Yeah, the world's number one hero. Yep. Remember, yep. he says the world's yep. number one hero. I'm getting goosebumps again just thinking about that. He doesn't say he's Japan's. Like, he says the world's number one he's hero. He's crying, and he's like super thankful, and it's like this super chance encounter he had with All Might. He's like, you can become a hero. Mm-hmm. And then it tails off. It's, 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 it's honestly, it's all the different things combined that make this scene with the speech at the end. So like all might speech, how uh, Deku reacts. This is the story about how I become the world's number one hero. Mm-hmm. That's like episode two. I think that's how the show fucking starts. Yeah. Crazy. So that's our top five Jesus. emotional moments. Oof. Any last words Oof. before we're over Aaron? Oh, he's fanning himself. He's a little, Hot, crazy man, teary eyed over there. It's not even that. It's just like, Oof, yeah. That's that's when you know uh, uh, an episode or like a, a scene is good. That even when you're like recalling it, it makes you have that feeling again of like the first time you watched it, dude. Even that scene I hadn't seen that you picked from Naruto mm-hmm. or Boruto or whatever. Yeah, Naruto. But it's like, even you explaining it, like yeah. I can feel that off of you. Yeah. Like the emotions you were getting from that. That's how you know. Yeah. And that's and that's why we talked about the anime as a medium mm-hmm. in general. Just yeah. does such a great job. Yeah. Evoking all different kinds of emotion. I just sent you both links. I sent you the dub. I see that. And the sub. The sub is the first one, the longer. I'll watch one. that one first. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely watch that one first. I definitely don't watch... want that tainted to taint my experience. Yeah. Um any last words? No, or this was a good words? episode. This is kind of classic podcast yeah you have a topic for the show um you know as always like subscribe comment let us know what you think absolutely uh, let us know your list platform. give us your list guys for sure let us know dm your us moments. your list um Leave comments if if you agree with us let us know if you disagree there's a lot of emotional moments from like i was looking at some lists too to get some ideas and stuff like that uh, whenever we do these lists i like to compare yeah see too. what other people are thinking there's so many anime with top emotional moments mm-hmm. that I haven't seen. Yeah, so hundred percent. That's the and that's the thing is like all these different, even different types of anime, can evoke all this different stuff. Yeah. So that's why we do this show. Exactly. It's a great medium. Last words, Aaron. <sighs> Ain't nothing to it. Anime made me do it. We out. We'll we see out. you guys next week. Yeah.